welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball. And I would love to tell you that out of the gate, I was a business genius, that everything I did in marketing worked perfectly. (laughs) Yeah, that ain't true. The reality is we all make mistakes along the way and we learn from them. The trick is to maybe get out ahead of some of those mistakes, to learn from what other business owners are doing wrong. And so that's why I invited Lori Hybe to come back and join me again. Now, you may be familiar with Lori from our first conversation about market research. Lori is a lifelong learner. She's shared creative and strategic digital marketing, personal branding, and entrepreneurship lessons with people and organizations from all over. And she brings more than 20 years of experience, education, and involvement to the conversation. Lori, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Lorraine, for inviting me back. I'm Huge fan, love the book too, and excited to be here. I am too, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the book and your article in that later, but I want to dive into this subject of mistakes. As you've worked with startup companies and entrepreneurs, what are some of the big mistakes they make with their marketing? Oh, well, one of the, this this one actually is a big pet peeve of mine, so, um, but a lot of companies, especially those startups, like to just talk about themselves. Myself and a couple other others in the industry, we like to call it the we-we syndrome. We do this, we do that. And at the end of the day, you're not speaking to your audience. You really should be focusing on the message that's going to connect and resonate to the audience. And you want that target audience to feel like they're in the right spot and you understand them. When you're just talking about yourself the whole time, you're going to lose their interest right away. Absolutely. You know, it's so funny because if you're at a cocktail party or you're at a face-to-face networking event and you walk into the room and all you do is walk up to people and say, by the way, did you know I did this and I do this and I do this? You're going to be standing by yourself. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. Somehow people don't figure out that their marketing needs to behave just like they do in real real life, to mm-hmm. be interesting and engaging and demonstrate that they care about you. It's all about showing that you understand the pain that that ideal customer has. And again, you want them to feel like you understand them and they're in the right spot. They're reading, the, they're on the right website, they're following the right social channel, they're subscribed to the right newsletter, they're listening to the right podcast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all about making them feel connected. Right. You know, if I'm a small business owner and I land on a website that says, are you struggling to get sales? I'm going to be curious. I'm going to want to know more. And then when you show me that you know how to answer my question, You earn the right to talk about yourself. Absolutely. Love that. Okay. So number one, they talk too much about themselves suffering from the wee-wee syndrome. I love that. (laughs) Love that. What's next? What's probably the second biggest thing that you see business owners do that you're just like, oh, honey. Uh, yeah, when I ask someone who is your target audience and they say, well, we can do this for everyone. Well, yeah, you know, I can build a website for anyone, but the reality is if I'm trying to be everything to everybody, I'm 
going to be nothing to nobody, basically, because again, if you, like we said, for the wee wee syndrome component, getting very clear on who your target customer is, is going to make it easier for you to speak to that audience. So if you have clarity on this is the problem that we solve and who we solve it for, you're actually going to start attracting that type of person to your business instead of just saying, we could do this, all of these things for all of these people. It makes it really hard for someone to know whether or not they're in the right place and really have any sort of confidence that you really understand their specific pain. Absolutely. Part of that same mistake and what fuels that is, well, but if I tell people I do X and they need Y, they may not think about me. Or if I say I only work with these kind of people, these other people, and two things. Number one, they may still find you. And I, the example I always give is my friend Denise liked to work on cars. And so she was a great customer for Lava Soap. Middle-aged woman buying Lava Soap. She was not in their market, but she didn't care because she needed the product. But if they tried to find a hundred women like Denise, they'd have gone bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with servicing people outside of that ideal audience, but your marketing messaging should be catered to a specific audience. That's a difference. And I think there's a lot of confusion that I see a lot of business owners make if they're saying, we, and I'll use this as a perfect example. We actively say we target industrial manufacturers. Mm -hmm. Okay. But guess what? We also do work with professional service companies. We do work in the education market. We get those people from us inbound or through referral and that's fine, but we actively target industrial manufacturers. That's a big difference than saying we only work with this type of company, which you can say that too. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's clarity and it makes it a lot easier for people to think about and think about too referrals they can send to you. Mm -hmm. So if you just say, this is what I do, who do you know that could use my services? It makes it a lot harder. But if you tell me, you know, oh, I I like to work with um, attorneys, like right away, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I know five attorneys I can refer you to. Absolutely. And when you do that, you also can do say something else that a broad generalist can't. We are experts Mm -hmm. in building websites for industrial companies. Yep. You don't have credibility when you say, well, we're expert web builders because that's too vague. Yep. When you narrow that down, people are like, oh, if I know an industrial company, I got to send it to Lori because Mm -hmm. that's, that's what her team does. Yep. Absolutely. Brilliant. Okay. We got time for one more mistake. Oh, one more. Okay. There's so many to choose from. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is a lot of newer or even small businesses don't do a good job of putting any sort of distinction between them and their competitors. I mean, there's there's a little bit of that with like the, the niching your target audience component, but if you're just positioning yourself as we have the best or the fastest or highest quality or great customer service here at the end of the day, this is the expectation that our, everyone already has. That's, that's the bar that, you know, how are you going to differentiate yourself 
again, so that you're attracting that right type of right fit customer client that you want to work with. And I see a lot of people have reservation on taking an, a stance or an opinion and publicizing that, but ultimately that's how you will create distinction and doing that publicly again, will attract people that that message resonates with them. So you're going to end up working with people that are like-minded individuals. Absolutely. When somebody tells me what sets us apart is we have the best service. And I'm always thinking in my head, tell me, which one of your competitors is advertising that they have crappy service? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, the, that's the benchmark, right? That's the, the baseline. This is where you start. Yeah. And really what you're talking about is creating a position that is unique to you mm-hmm. and really looking at your organization and what are the things that really make you different? And every organization has got it. If you take a little time to be introspective, mm-hmm. that's such good advice. Thank you. Oh, thank you. This is fun. <laughs> if you have enjoyed this conversation, I really want to encourage you to look for Lori's chapter in our new More Than a Few Written Words, a collection of essays by some of my favorite guests. And there'll be a link in the show notes to the book. And also, if you want to know more about some of the other things that Lori is doing, you really want to hop over to keystoneclick.com. I can't even tell you where to start when you hop there. There's so much to see, do, and learn, but check it out. Lori, thanks for being a part of the show. Thank you so much for inviting me back. This was a blast. I had fun too, and we'll have you back again sometime soon. (laughs) If you've enjoyed today's conversation and you would like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out our digital toolbox. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.